Michael, good to have you back in the studio. It's good to be here, Huge. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Wings, nice start. Uh, we're looking at the standings, 10 games, 6-3-1, and one. Uh, leading uh, the Eastern Conference in goals scored. Uh, the offseason, which we talked about last time before the season started, I thought was Stevie Wise best and showing on the ice. Yeah, I certainly, I think, I think for fans to see that, and Red Wing fans, they want to see this Iser plan keep moving forward. It's on paper, it certainly looks like that. I think, you know, I think part of this you can attribute to a power play that was running at 40% for a while, you know, to help them get out of the gate. And it's since come down to earth a little bit, which is understandable. Probably level out, you know, you know, good PP will be in the low 20% range would be a, you know, spot it might level out at, you know. And so I think that's a big part. Um, and it's been nice to see, you know, the, the emergence of Alex Debrinkit. And that was a big deal. It's a big offseason deal for. Steve and, and to see him come off uh, you know and, and come out of the gates really well it uh, kind of eliminates anybody who was thinking scratching their head on that deal a little bit but um, and I don't think that not that there were that many people but it's always good to see when you know you, you sign a, 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 a marquee player and player in their prime and watch them come into a new team and see them do well right the gate it's always a good feeling as an organization. Yeah the Brinkat was that you, you were hoping if you're a Wings fan that he'd be what you know, Stamkos was for uh, Stevie down uh, in Tampa and just, you know, Larkin and Debrinket and uh, Lucas Raymond uh, opening up the ice for him and just how how good they look with the puck this year compared to last season. Yeah, I mean, you, you throw JT Comper in there and, yeah. you know, on the back end, uh, Shane Gotsaspear and, you know, Sider's getting older. But I think the the one thing Debrinket does, he takes some of the load off Raymond, off Lucas Raymond, you know, and... Lucas came in a couple of years ago as a, as a rookie and surprised some people, right? And that's fine. And then sophomore year, you know, how, how much are you ready for? You know, when I say sophomore year, I say second because they always say sophomore slump. I wouldn't say he's a slump, but, you know, now people are wise to who he is and he gets keyed on and you know, physically try and push him around a little bit and be physically harder on him, not give him as much space. And, you know, whether you're ready for that as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old kid, is hard to say. So to bring it comes in, takes a lot of that pressure off, maybe even – you know, Lucas Raymond's even bumped to the second power play, you know, and so it's, 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 uh, uh, that's how you like, that's how that's meant to play out, you know, and then he had some more supporting cast. Daniel Sprong scored a big goal the other night on the island, and JT Comfort, uh, I think, uh, either assisted on the game winner. Oh, no, he assisted on the game winner with, had a nice give and go with Lucas Raymond the other night. And so those are some dividends coming in, and those are kind of little, little steps forward, you know, and to help this process move along. And just the fact that, you know, down to zip looking like hey, it's going to be a, one of these road games that, you know, they, they just don't look inspired and turn it on and they come at you so fast and just a solid road win. Yeah, and that, that's what you want to see, that third period fight, you know, in the team and, 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 and fighting their way back. Can you do that every night and do you want to live that way? This team doesn't quite have the firepower, I think, over the long term to do that. I don't have enough guys that, that, you know, those high end guys that can keep pulling that out, but certainly it's encouraging this time of year and um, certain, probably a game the Islanders would like to have back and, and not give up those, uh, that, that extra point in the standings, but certainly a game when uh, Detroit got on the plane that night, they felt really good about things and coaches were looking around and be like, okay, we got a nice little group here and, and be excited about a home and home series against uh, Buffalo this week. And almost four goals a game and Huso has been mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, between yeah. the pipes. Yeah, I think he's been. Yeah, like you said, fine. You know, he's, you know, hasn't been had to be stellar and hasn't had to be hasn't been hasn't been under par either. So, um, you know, again, all these things will level out. I think you know the ten game mark here, things will start to, 
you know, level out and you see what teams are, are, are they are what they are, right, in the next 10 to ten to 15 games. So, um, but, you know, as a Red Wing fan, you can't, can't help but, uh, you know, bring your eyes in and check out the team and, and, and see what's happening and maybe sit down and watch a game and, you know, enjoy watching, you know, NHL hockey in, in the state of Michigan again. Yeah, I will say that I'm making more uh, appointments to say, you know, I DVR everything for my show, but mm-hmm. that I'll sit down and want to watch the Wings. Yeah. And it's been a couple of years since I wanted to do that, Michael. Yeah, I know. And again, it's, you know, we're taking a step forward here. It's not, you know, you know, we'll see how things go. And, you know, you could be three and six the next 10 as well, you know, and all of a sudden you're a 500 team. And is that who they are a little bit more? Who knows, you know, but um, certainly came flying out of the gates, which is always good. It's always good to see. And, and um, you know, I know it's an old cliche. I mean, you're not going to put yourself in the playoff in October, but it's certainly a good start will carry your, uh, your, your, your team there for a little bit and, and, you know, and get you to, to the Christmas mark, you know, and if you could be in the top couple in your division and the, you know, top two or three in your division by, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas break. And then you got it. And then you have a good fight in your hands the next uh, January, February, trying to get to playoffs. You were telling me uh, the, the power play, which now has gone back from or gone down from 40%, but still a strong almost 33% conversion sure. rate on the power play. Uh, that has surprised you. But uh, tell me a player that, that really has stepped up early here in the first 10 games where you're like, okay, maybe I didn't see this coming this early. You mentioned Raymond uh, going to the next level and moving up on the lines for the power players. or someone else that may have been off the radar for most fans that – you may have helped develop or coached uh, down in Grand Rapids with the Griffins uh, that has contributed more than expected in the first 10 games. Well, I think a signing that, that came under the weather, there's probably two guys on defense. Jake Waldman's one of them. You know, but for me, it's, it's Shane Gothenspears, who uh, he's an ex-flyer, so I'm familiar with him, right? He's a college kid, played in Union, and then you know had a really good run in, uh, in, in Philadelphia a couple years ago, then bounced around a little bit, ended up in Phoenix, and and, and then uh, Steve signed him this summer. And I think his his signing maybe got lumped in the pile a little bit, I think, for fans. And, you know, who is this guy? But, you know, they've actually, you know, they moved some other players around. You actually see two defensemen on a first power play, which you don't see these days that much anymore. Usually it's four forwards and one defenseman. So you have Mo Sider and then Gotha Spears playing his right flank. And, you know, he's certainly making it hard for Derek Lalonde about, who he wants personnel wise, which is great for a coach. You now I'm now I'm bouncing Lucas Raymond down to the second PP. You know now my second power play is getting stronger. We're more of a threat with our second unit, and uh, he's certainly one. Like if things keep going and if this power play that was at forty with the personnel on the first unit starts to dwindle a little bit. You know, do you move Cider to the second power play and have Got the Spear run this one, or you know, do you have Got the Spear go run the second power play so and move Raymond back? So there's there's options there, but I think he's been a defenseman who who uh, has is like I said, his signing got kind of got lumped in the midsummer. You know, not paying attention so much headlines. You know, after seeing the big signing with Debrinkat, who took all the headlines. Um, you know, this guy is one who's kind of slid through and has been off to a really really good start, and I think. Uh, a real, uh, I'm sure if you talk to people inside the organization, they're like, here is a guy who got a little bit more than we thought than we bargained for out of this guy at this point. Mike Knubel, a former U.S. Olympian, NHL star, uh, former assistant with the Grand Rapids Griffins, who we'll get to in a couple of moments, joining us in studio talking wings, NHL, and we'll get to 
uh, the Griffins in a moment. If you have a hockey question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Griffins, uh, Wingstop farm team in the AHL, off to a 2-3-1 start. Uh, from uh, what you've seen, heard, uh, how does this team look? How many guys are NHL ready in case of injuries or who could work their way up to Detroit? Yeah, I mean, again, you've had like Jonathan Berggren up in uh, in Detroit, who is a big-time player down here. Austin Zarnak, who is also up in Detroit you know, of, of late. So you look at their opening weekend, I think, I don't know if they split with Colorado or beat Colorado twice at home to start off the season and then went out to Colorado right away and it wasn't, obviously, they got swept out there. Um, those are, again, big chunks, you know, that, that are missing in Grand Rapids already, you know. So here here you start to get a little bit thin again. And, you know, it's always that thing in Grand Rapids of trying to, you know, uh, um, balance that winning versus playing your prospects and letting them kind of learn on the job. And, and so again, with a two and three record, you're kind of thinking, well, maybe that's kind of happening now. They have solid goaltending this year, which was, um, I think a huge upgrade, you know, in goaltending down there. And probably a problem is I think right now the Red Wings are keeping three goalies because they don't want to lose one of the guys they want in Grand Rapids on waivers because he's so appealing, you know, salary wise and ability wise that teams that are struggling in goal are, are waiting for somebody to pop on the wire. So that, that might hurt the, the goaltending Grand Rapids too. But, um, you know, obviously John Bergen and, and Austin are, are, are up are the, the quick call ups. Terrell Rosie's another veteran guy that goes up and down a little bit. And then, you know, on defense, I mean, you know, Simon Edvinson's the guy they're waiting for, you know, and, and, and certainly defense has played really well and they've been solid, you know, and, you know, part of the problem having these veterans up in Detroit and, and being a stronger veteran group is it's a more of a roadblock for younger guys. It makes it harder for them to get up there, you know, and, and based on performance. So if the vets come out of the gate and perform, then guys have to plan on being in Grand Rapids a little bit longer and, and playing down there for a longer stretch of time. So, um, like I said, Bergeron and Zarnick up there, they're signed to be depth guys like that. Matt Luff's a guy who's injured too, who would be in that mix too. He's been injured a bunch since he's been in Grand Rapids and got injured in training camp again. So um seems to be a little bit more on the veteran side than younger players being ready to go up at this point. Griffins, by the way, in Cleveland tonight. You can check them out at home in downtown GR. Go to griffinshockey.com for schedule, promotions, tickets, and more. That's griffinshockey.com. Wings playing the Panthers coming up tomorrow night, so they get a little decent three-day break here. Uh, I know you don't get much of a break, and you're enjoying life right now between uh, your son Cole playing for Notre Dame in the Big Ten and Cam for top 25 Western Michigan University uh, hockey, and your daughter, like I said, also in college. Uh, You've been a busy man. I think uh, you're growing into the top former Michigan athlete Becoming an ND fan <laughs> of multiple sports. Yeah. yeah, You've been seeing a lot of ND football games. Yeah, it's been, and hockey. Yeah, right? we've been down there. I've been on that campus a lot lately. And uh, uh, same with Western Michigan, seem to pop down there and, and see more hockey than, than football, right, I guess. But um, certainly it's interesting to get down to Notre Dame and see games. And we always saw, we actually saw Michigan down there when they had that great, you know, they were signed and having a contract and having a series, which. Why they don't play each other, I don't know, but it's, uh, you know, so I've seen, you know, a few more games, probably two or three other games, Michigan down there a couple of times, and, and to get down this year, see Ohio State. Pick game was okay. I think it was a 58-7, to seven, but, uh, you know, 
it's more to see the kids and, and tailgate. I really enjoy the tailgating, which is a lot of fun and stay right in, right in the area there, right on that Eddy Street area. And it's a pretty good environment and all that. So it's a lot of fun. How's Cole doing for ND hockey? Good. They're, uh, they're, they're struggling to gain a little traction, you know, with their records, but they open with a uh, big 10 play starts this, uh, this weekend at Friday or uh, for, uh, Saturday in, uh, at Penn state. I think they're four and three. So swept Mercyhurst last week and, um, Split with Boston University was preseason um, first overall, and then split with Clarkson. So, and the last four they're three and one. So that's that's good to have a little bit of traction here. Uh, is he getting nice time? Oh yeah, he plays you know second line and in second PP, lots of penalty killing, and and so he's learning his way. The points are a little bit hard to come from. They're a little bit harder to come by. They don't quite score a ton of goals, uh, you know, as a program yet. You have some guys, uh, you know, they got to get going, and he's one of them. But he's enjoying himself. He's getting a great chance to play and. And uh, school's hard, hockey's hard, everything's tough about it, you know. It's not for the fan of heart to get involved with that program, but he's uh, he's uh, he's doing well. He's got a good chance to play. That's awesome. And Cam, as I mentioned, your other son, mm-hmm. uh, Western Michigan University, you know, top 25 uh, program, I think top 15 last time I saw uh, the college hockey poll. It might even be like eight or nine right yeah, now. They, I think they went yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they've been uh, flying, and they had a great year last year, and – uh, you're Cam Knubel, part of the Bronco yeah, hockey roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, Cam plays on the fourth line there, but um, they're as dangerous as they think they were last year. You know, they 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 miss guys. They had a, they had four or five guys turn pro last year, and Pat Fershwiler does a nice job of going the portal and they replace players. So I think the scoring doesn't really ever dip. It's funny they score a lot. Sometimes they struggle keeping them out um, some nights, but they can, they can score in bunches, and that's you know they have no problem putting up five a night. You know, and that's little bit, uh, which is fun. You know, they can score, but, you know, they end up in the net every once in a while. But they're as dangerous as anybody, I think, in the country right now based on what I've seen out of BU and some of the top teams and, and that we've seen in the country. Western's right in the mix, too. So, these well, you know, you get in the t- all you got to do is get to the tournament. If you can get in the tournament, then, you know, one-game series, things happen. You get a bounce here or there. It's, we've all seen it in sports. It's, it's a bounce here or there sometimes. Mike Knubel uh, played for America in the Olympics, uh, a ton of NHL stops, an illustrious career, one of the biggest hockey names ever to come out of the state of Michigan, out of East Kentwood uh, High School, joins us in studio on occasion to talk hockey. Good stuff today, Mike, and my best uh, to the family. Thanks, huge. Thanks for having me, man.